What's up, y'all? What's poppin', man? It's the host of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast, Jordan Turner. I'm here for Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. NXT is over. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on what happened on the show. But before I get started with the show, I want to take a couple of the first couple minutes talking about the two breaking news that GM William Regal announced on this show. And there's a lot I want to get to in terms of those two announcements. I'll be doing that coming up next after the intro. So, Edgar, drop it and let's get to it. Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast tonight. The two announcements that William Regal announced has to do with one of them being the newly crowned, developed NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. (sighs) Listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know I do that every single episode of the podcast. This was a stupid decision. I'm not for it at all. I don't like it. And I'm going to give you my reason as to why I like it. And it's fairly simple. The WWE has women's tag team championships already. Why are you bringing in new tag team championships for the NXT women's division? Now, what they should have done was take the tag team championships off the main roster, bring in a mid-card championship for the main roster, and bring those tag team championships and put them on NXT. I'm not for this at all. I actually hate this. Now, this did nothing for me. I seen it. I shrugged my shoulders and I was really disappointed because I feel like personally, I've been saying this for months, bringing in a mid-card championship for the women's division on the main roster and putting the tag team championships on NXT is going to help both you know, women's divisions. They're going to have a mid-card championship for the women because they don't have a lot of teams. Like, let's be honest, they don't have a lot of teams on the main roster to infiltrate a tag team championship division or championship. You guys know this. But instead, the WWE decided to bring in a tag team championship for the NXT women's division, which was absolutely unnecessary. All they could have done was take the women's tag team championships, put those on NXT, bring in a mid-card championship for the women, and there you go, everything is solved easy but instead the wwe wanted to do other things and they had other plans was this even a thing or was this just an out of the blue you know moment here was this already planned ahead of time i'm not sure i want to think so you know what i mean and now i'm thinking to myself okay for the main roster they gotta get new teams because obviously the nxt Women are not going to be competing on the main roster for those titles anymore. That's because they have their own set of tag team championships, right? So that annoyed me a little bit. It it frustrated me big time, and I'm not a fan of it at all. I'm really not. If you're a fan of it, that's fine. That's you. But to me, this was, number one, unnecessary. And number two, they should have brought in the women's tag team championships instead of creating their own women's tag team championships for NXT. That's out of the way. Another thing I want to talk about is another breaking news that NXT announced. William Regal announced tonight, which was NXT is going to be two nights. What the fuck? I don't like that at all. Now there's pros to this, but there's also cons. I'm going to speak to the cons first. Number one, why are you going away from the NXT takeover format? Why are you making it similar to WrestleMania? You know what I mean? I don't understand that. What matches are going to be on night one and what matches are going to be on night two? You know what I mean? Like, it feels like NXT is going to have to come up with some match cards. You know what I mean? For night one and night two. Instead of just bundling all the matches up that they usually do for NXT. Put the best matches on TakeOver's card. But instead, they're just going to have to come up with some matches that represent TakeOver. I have a problem with that. 
Now, Jordan Deblin is rumored to be coming back. Right? He's going to be back on NXT. Here's one idea. Here's one match. Santos Escobar, the Cruiserweight Champion, versus Jordan Devlin for the Cruiserweight Championship in a ladder match. You could have it on night one or night two. It doesn't matter. Speaking of two nights, NXT is going to have TakeOver night one. I believe be on, you know, the USA Network, and night two is going to be on Peacock. I don't understand that. Why just have one night for TakeOver and have it be on Peacock? I just don't understand that. I don't get it. Have it be on Wednesday. Have it be on Peacock. There you go. Problem solved. But instead, the WWE, they want to do other things. So it's too big for one night for TakeOver, right? That's the mantra now. I don't like it. I really hate it, to be honest with you. But... Like I said, you can do Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar for the Cruiserweight Championship. Have that be on night one or night two. It doesn't matter. So that's one match. We got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. They're going to have a square off. That can be on night two. You have Finn Balor carrying cross. There's another match. What about Raquel Gonzalez? Well, Raquel Gonzalez, apparently there were tag team champions. They lost it tonight against... Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. What are you going to do with Raquel Gonzalez? What about Mercedes Martinez? Who's going to face Io Shirai? I believe it's going to be one of those women. I believe at the end of the day, it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez. So you can do Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez at TakeOver on one of those nights. I'm coming up with matches already. You know, but NXT, they got to come up with more matches for one night and the other night. How many matches are going to be on each night? That is the question that NXT really needs to answer. So I don't like that for that aspect about it. And also, the format, they changed it. Why'd you change the format? What's not broken doesn't need to be fixed. This format for TakeOver never needed to be changed. Who came up with that idea? Was it Vince? Did Vince really come up with that idea? And then Triple H was like, yeah, we're just going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boss. We'll do it. Fuck that, bro. Fight the boss. He's not head of NXT. I thought Triple H was. Apparently, maybe not. I don't know. Especially with this announcement. Two nights for NXT? I don't like that at all. I'm not a fan of it. But then again, there's there's pros. and, And one of the pros is... We're going to see more stars at TakeOver. They're going to showcase what they got at TakeOver. So that's one of them. I believe another pro to it is more wrestling. For a fan, if you're a fan of NXT, like I am, we're going to see more wrestling. It's another pro. Other than that, I mean, (laughs) there's no other pros. It's mostly cons and pros. I named like four cons and two pros. So overall, I'm not in agreement with these two announcements. Um, Quite frankly, I hate them. But I will get over it just as we all will get over it. We've all gone over news on WWE doing things. And you know what I mean? We've all gotten over it. So we will all get over it as a community. But right now, I'm not a fan of both announcements. So that's out and out the way. Let's talk about NXT, shall we? Let's talk about NXT. I got my notes here. So, uh. Let's get started. So we open tonight's show with NXT General Manager William Regal, who announces a two-night NXT TakeOver called Stand and Deliver. I love the logo, by the way, of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And I love the uh, the colors of it. It's great. So that is the announcement of a two-night NXT TakeOver called Stand and Deliver. I love the name of it. Who came up with that? I don't know, but it's very interesting. On Wednesday and Thursday of WrestleMania week, William Regal has the women's roster come out. And like I said, when they come out, I kind of knew where they were going with this. So they had the women come out onto the stage before having Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai join them in the ring. William Regal makes Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez an intriguing NXT Women's Tag Team Championships before Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart 
come out and challenge them both to a title match. William Regal then agrees to make the match later for tonight as we go to the ring and we get our opening bout, which was the NXT Women's Championship match, the champion Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. Bro, this match was awesome. This match was awesome, and I'm happy. I really am happy. I was skeptical at first. I actually thought Tony Storm was going to win, but then again, in the back of my mind, I'm like, bro, this is Io Shirai. She's going to retain. I'm going to talk about, you know what I mean, some of my concerns I have about why Io Shirai, you know, defended her championship. I'm going to go over the notes on this match. So Tony is one step ahead of Io early before Io yachts her. Uh, momentum and locks into an abdominal stretch before sending Tony to the outside and Tony rips off EO off the top rope. Tony then sends EO into the barricade as we go to commercial break. We get back from commercial break and EO and Tony exchange standing switches before EO hits a rolling stomp and Tony Storm catches her up before Tony hits a suplex afterwards. So she caught her and landed a suplex, which was a nice little combination move. So Tony then clotheslines Eo and hits an elbow drop before sending Eo Tony out of the ring and hits a moonsault to ringside before hitting a uh, Meteora, which is one of favorite Sasha Banks' moves. She hits a Meteora in the corner. Eo then misses a moonsault before Tony hits Storm Zero for a near fall before Eo avoids a diving headbutt and locks in a crossface for the tap and the win. I have a little problem with this. Number one, Tony Storm losing, I don't like. It's number one. Number two, this match was built up. So I can't complain about it. But then again, I am going to complain. I feel like this match was rushed. At the same time, it wasn't, but at the same time, it was. Here's why I say it was rushed. Why are you having Tony Storm lose? If Tony Storm was eventually going to be one of the ones to possibly take the championship off Io Shirai, why would you have Tony Storm lose here? And she lost clean, which is fine. Io Shirai defending the championship and beating Tony Storm, which was kind of expected. Tony Storm wasn't going to beat Io Shirai here. Okay, so I don't like Tony Storm. I don't like that she lost. I'm happy that Io Shirai won. That's my girl. I'm happy she won. I'm happy that she has a legitimate run with the championship. I'm happy that she is having a long run with that championship. She's beating women, you know what I mean, right and left. But there is a big issue I want to address. Io Shirai retaining the championship here tells me that she's going to lose the championship at TakeOver. And I have a fucking problem with that. Raquel Gonzalez, she's been built up like a queen I get it. I get it. I really do. I don't want Eel to lose to anybody right now. Eel has had a great reign with the NXT Women's Championship. The right women at the right time needs to come in and beat Eel Shirai. Right now, Raquel Gonzalez is with Dakota Kai right now. So she's off the table. Mercedes Martinez beating Eel Shirai? No. How about Ember Moon? Well, she and Shotzi are tag team champions, so they're off the table. Who do you got? Who do you got to face Io Shirai at TakeOver? You see, I'm going to do my little fantasy booking. I'm going to put my crown on and be the best of coming up with ideas. I'm better than anybody else. Give me a break. I have two women, and they both came from Impact. One of them is not signed. The other one is signed. I'm going to talk about one of them that is signed. Is this too soon? Absolutely this idea right here that I'm about to name is too soon. But hear me out. Taya Valkyrie is in NXT now. She's in NXT. Io Shirai has ran over every person you put in front of her. She ran through everybody, bruh. She has nobody. Ember Moon in a tag team. Shotzi in a tag team with Ember. Dakota Kai tag team. Raquel tag team. Those four women, they're in a tag team with each other. They're gone. 
Mercedes Martinez beating Io Shirai. No disrespect to Mercedes Martinez, but that's not happening. Give me a break. Who you got? Taya Valkyrie. Make an impact. Literally. No pun intended. Make a fucking impact. Challenge Io Shirai. Io Shirai comes out is saying, I've beaten everybody. I've beaten every bitch in that locker room. I'm the fucking queen in this jungle. I've beaten everybody. Taya Valkyrie comes out. You've never beaten me, honey. We could go toe-to-toe right now. Takeover set. Io Shirai, Taya Valkyrie. Book it. Or Tessa Blanchard. I firmly believe, you guys, I firmly believe that Tessa Blanchard is going to be in NXT. If she goes to AEW, I feel like that's a mistake. Because she would be the shark in the little pond over there in in AEW. In NXT, they're all sharks. NXT has the best women's division in the game today. Don't question me. Y'all know I'm right. Y'all know I'm right about that. So don't even front. Tessa Blanchard coming in and challenging Io Shirai right away. For the NXT Women's Championship is a yes. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. So Io Shirai challenging Tessa Blanchard or Io Shirai challenging Taya Valkyrie. Let's go. Let's do it because I can't think of any other women. Overall, this match was great. It was given an ample amount of time for both women to go out there and tell a story of Io Shirai's kind of underdog adversity. Tony Storm finding a way and trying to do everything she humanly can possible to beat Io Shirai. And at the end of the day, she failed. Io Shirai retained her NXT Women's Championship. This was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Now, we get backstage. We get a backstage promo by NXT champion Finn Balor ahead of his title defense against Adam Cole in the main event of NXT. We then see, we come back from break to a backstage interview with L.I. Knight. I hate that name. I fucking hate that. Who came up with that name for Eli Drake, calling him L.A. Knight? What the Listen, NXT, what type of fucking name is that? That's real lame, guys. That's real lame. You could have just called him Eli Drake. Come on. Or how about you call him by his real name? I don't know what his real name is, but you could have called him that or Eli Drake. Not L.A. Knight. I understand Impact has the name Eli Drake. Could have worked out something. Woo, woo, woo. Whatever. But L.I. Drake, I hate the name. I hate the name. So we see L.I. Drake, who says that he's going to debut next week before he's attacked by Bronson Reed, and they're separated by security. So why did Bronson Reed attack L.I. Knight? I still can't get over that's his name. I got to get used to saying that. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. It's ridiculous. But why did Bronson Reed attack him? I'm kind of confused. Is... Bronson Reed, obviously, he's going to feud with L.A. Knight. But what's the reason? What's the beef? Why should I get invested? Is it L.A. Knight is disrespecting people in the locker room and Bronson Reed's not going to tolerate that? Is L.A. Knight disrespecting Bronson Reed himself? What's the beef here? Why should I get invested? I don't know. It was a good little back and forth, little brawl. Great promo by L.A. Knight. He's great on the promo stick. Um, he's always been great ever since his days in Impact. So in terms of the promo work, he's phenomenal in the ring. Couldn't really give a fuck. We'll see what happens. Next up, we've seen Jack Atlas versus Pete Dunne with the Kings of NXT backing Pete Dunne. So we've seen Jake and Dunne exchange rich locks before Pete Dunne takes Jake to the ground and they run the ropes before Jake hits a Head scissors into a springboard arm drag, which looked beautiful. He does that effortlessly, man. Does Jake Atlas. 
So Pete kicks Jake when he's up down, when he's upside down before kicking him in the spine and the chest before Jake comes back with the big boot and a standing moonsault for a two count. Pete then counters the rainbow DDT and snaps the arm of Jake before locking in an arm bar for the tap and the W. Nothing really special here. Um, Pete Dunn's a fucking beast. Um, I've been saying for a while, not only on the podcast, but just in general, even before I decided I want to do the podcast on my blog, I've mentioned that, you know, Pete Dunn needs to be in the main event picture. When is Pete Dunn going to become the NXT champion? I'm waiting for that. I really am waiting for that. I believe Pete Dunn deserves a run with the NXT championship, and I hope that really happens. We're just going to see how things fold, and um, only time will tell. But uh, Pete Dunn, listen, this was insane. He tapped him out. He made Jake Ellis look like his bitch. Let's keep it real. So match was pointless. But seeing Pete Dunne is great. He deserves to be in the main event scene. Let's make it happen, Triple H. So after the match, Pete Dunne says that he is the most technical wrestler. Ooh. He is the most technical wrestler in the world and challenges anyone who wants to step up and try to prove him wrong. I love that. Cocky Pete Dunne. I'm with it. Pete Dunne doesn't give a fuck. Pete Dunn's with the smoke, bro. I love it, man. I love the cocky Pete Dunn. But there's a problem. You want to know what the problem is, you guys? He is still tagging with the tag team champions. The Kings of NXT gimmick ran its course, in my opinion. Just my opinion. But I believe it's ran its course. This is a new and improved Pete Dunne. He has a new swagger, has a new attitude. I love it. It's great. But like I said, him tagging with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch and Pat McAfee. You feel me? It's old, and I'm kind of over it. So we'll see where it goes. Um, who's going to challenge Pete Dunne? I've seen people on social media mention Daniel Bryan. Listen, he's, Daniel Bryan's not going to challenge Pete Dunne. Stop. Let's be realistic, guys. Let's be realistic here. Daniel Bryan has his other stuff on SmackDown. Who's going to challenge Pete Dunne is the question. I have no idea. I really don't. I don't know who's going to challenge Pete Dunne. Maybe Tommaso Ciampa. But then he was he's with Timothy Thatcher right now. Johnny Gargano, we've seen that song and dance already. We'll see what happens. But uh, that was a good promo by... Uh, Pete Dunne, I'm a big fan of Pete Dunne ever since his days in the NXT UK United Kingdom little tournament thing in their show. I've always been a fan of Pete Dunne. I've been a Pete Dunne fan since day one, and I will continue to. Great promo by Dunne. He squashed Jake Atlas. Nothing really here to talk about. Hopefully Pete Dunne is going to, you know, explode in 2021. Only time will tell. So we get a taped promo by Imperium. Directed at Timothy Thatcher, who tells Tim to join them because they're taking over one way or another. We go to commercial break. Um, in Pedium, you don't need Timothy Thatcher. Fuck Timothy Thatcher. He's a tough son of a bitch. In the ring, he's boring. And that's it. He's tough, but he has no character. And him in the ring, it's boring. No. Imperium. Where's Imperium at? Where's Walter? Where is Imperium, man? I miss those guys. One of my favorite tag teams in the world right now. Uh, listen, we need to see them more on TV. They need to be tag team champions. Triple H. William Regal. Come on, guys. Book Imperium to be more a little bit stronger. Where's Walter? Where are you at? Where the king out of the UK? Where's the king of the UK at? I want to see him on NXT, man. Get it together. So we get a backstage promo by Leon Ruff towards Isaiah Swerve Scott, who says that he's going to defeat Isaiah Swerve Scott when they face off next week. Couldn't give a fuck about Leon Ruff. 
They're using the guy. God bless him. He's doing, you know, he's doing all right. He is doing all right, but character-wise, I just can't care for him. He's good in the ring, just emotionally-wise, from a character perspective. I, I don't care for him. So, the next match we see was for the NXT, I can't believe I'm saying this, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. That's weird. Really weird. So we got Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, the champions, versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So Dakai and Shotzi start the match off before Shotzi locks in a cloverleaf and Dakota Kai crawls to the ropes for the break right before tapping as we go to commercial. We come back from commercial break to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez control of Shotzi on the mat before she gets the hot tag to Ember Moon who knocks Raquel off the apron and hits a dropkick before hitting Raquel with the cold breaker and she goes for the pin for the two off and then she immediately rolls up back in the ring before Dakota Kai sends her face first in the middle of the turnbuckle and she lands a little kick. Shout out to Sami Zayn. Doesn't really do it anymore, but uh, that makes him a good heel. So she lands a little kick in the corner. Raquel comes in and she drops uh, Dakota Kai hit and she assisted with the GTK for a near fall before hitting a variation of an Alabama slam for near fall to Shotzi as Shotzi breaks it up. Dakota Kai comes back and Shotzi hits a diving crossbody before hitting a head scissors into a bulldog and a knee left in the questionable mat kick. I don't... Okay. These combinations are great, but that one was kind of all over the place. It looked a little sloppy, to be honest with you, because it kind of looked slow. It wasn't, like, fast-paced. You know what I mean? Like the men wrestlers do. It's kind of slow. So, towards the end of the match, we see Shotzi... Gets to two before she and Ember Moon double double up on Dakota Kai for two before Shotzi sends Dakota into Raquel and she and Ember spill over the top rope. Shotzi then capitalizes on the mishap and pins Dakota for the win. I have a problem with this. So Shotzi and Ember Moon defeat Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez via pinfall to become the new NXT tag team champions i have a major issue with this number one i get it nxt loves raquel gonzalez why are you disrespecting dakota kai why i don't understand it you see dakota kai is so talented that she gets mistreated Right? I don't want to say that they're disrespecting Dakota Kai because they're not. They're using her. But I feel like they're not using her to her potential, if you know what I mean. Dakota Kai is so talented. Why is she getting pinned? I get it. Raquel Gonzalez is the it queen right now. Right? She's the Glamazon queen right now. I understand that. Somebody had to take the pin. It was not going to be Raquel Gonzalez. It was obviously going to be you know, Dakota Kai, but in this instance, this shouldn't have been a match to begin with. This should not have been a match to begin with, people. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai should have got the championships, even though I don't think they even deserved the championships. I mean, William Regal just gifted them the fucking titles. So that's a stupid decision there. I don't like that at all. But they get the championships, and then they immediately drop it to Shotzi and Ember. That doesn't makes sense to me i can't calculate that for it to make sense that's some main roster bullshit that's something the fucking main roster would do nxt man get rid of the main roster stigma listen get rid of it please because it's killing me it's killing me man that was bullshit that shouldn't have happened the kodakai getting pinned i fucking hated even though Someone had to get pinned. Number two, they just won the tag team titles by being gifted the title by William Regal. And then they immediately lose it tonight to Shotzi and Ember Moon. Fucking stupid. These titles are so unnecessary. It's not funny. Ridiculous, dude. That was my rant. I'm going to move on. So we get a backstage promo by Adam Cole 
I love Adam Cole. So Adam Cole gets a backstage promo ahead of his challenging for the NXT Championship in the main event. We then go backstage. Majority of the women's roster congratulates Shotzi and Ember Moon, except for Candice and Indy Hartwell, before they walk up to Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. Johnny reminds Austin of all the negative things that Dexter Loomis said about Austin before Austin walks off in anger and Johnny and Indy go after him as Candice looks back at the women. Listen, what did I say? The fucking main roster tag team women's championships should have been on NXT. Creating the NXT women's tag team championships is so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. They have a lot of teams making that tag team championship was fucking worthless. It was worthless and it was a waste of your time. You could have just brought the tag team championships that you have on the main roster, put that in NXT, you know, redesign it to make it NXT specifically. And then there you go. But instead, you got to create a women's tag team championship and you failed by executing it and establishing it as a top championship because of the way it was booked and presented on the show. NXT, there you go. So next match, we've seen Zia Lee versus Caden Carter with Casey Catanzaro in the corner of Caden Carter. So Caden Car- Carter goes right after Zia Lee, who immediately drops her before Caden clotheslines Zia Lee repeatedly and super kicks. <laughs> the super kick, I wonder if, uh, you know, Zia Lee and Caden uh, Carter hit the slap because uh, apparently Vince McMahon is getting fined. He's going to find people for slapping their thighs. Whatever. So we see super kicks. Lee, before hitting a sudden, uh, before hitting a sliding knee for two, excuse me. Kaden then makes her way down to the ringside and crushes before Zaya focuses on the leg of Kaden before Casey attacks Zaya with her crutch for a disqualification. So Zia Lee defeats Kaden Carter via disqualification because of Casey Catanzaro hitting, you know, Zia Lee with their crutch. And FYI, uh, Casey Catanzaro was legitimately hurt. So after the match, Casey attacks Zia before Boa breaks the crutch and Casey and Kaden attack him from behind with the other crutch and they leave. Uh, Okay. I don't care. Where are they going with Zaylee now? They got to find that feud for Zaylee. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. Getting kind of bored. Getting kind of bored. I love the gimmick. I love the shtick of Zaylee. I'm not bored of that. Okay? Let me repeat myself. Because there might be people out there that are not understanding what I'm saying. And they're going to probably think I'm hating on Zia Lee, And I'm not. The character, the portrayal of Zia Lee, I like. I'm a fan of it. But her momentum right now and the way they're pushing her. And just what they're doing with her right now. is kind of boring right now. They don't have a direction. It looks like they're trying to figure out a direction for Zia Lee, And they're lost. And it looks like they are lost. That's my frustration. So I want to point that out to you guys. Before I have someone questioning me and everything like that. So we get a taped promo by NXT Cruiserweight Champion. The real NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Jordan Devlin who says he is coming back to NXT proper. To show Santos Escobar. Who is the real NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And we go to commercial. I said it earlier in the night. I said it earlier on the show. Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin in a ladder match for the Cruiserweight Championship. And we're going to determine who's the real Cruiserweight Champion for NXT. Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10 ladder match for the IC title Situation, it's going to be exactly similar to that. Triple H, 
Listen, I got good ideas, bro. You know I do. For the main roster and for NXT. This idea involving Santos Escobar, which I pitched to Mafia, you know, a Lucha Libre Mafia with Santos Escobar. Huh? You remember that? It was a great idea. We didn't see it. Okay. You could do this idea, though. Jordan Devlin, Santos Escobar at NXT TakeOver Night 1 or Night 2. It doesn't matter. Have it be a ladder match. And that will determine the true Cruiserweight Champion for NXT. Let's go. So we get a video package of Zoe Stark. Um, I'm going to say right now, I'm a big fan of Zoe Stark. NXT just continues to develop talented women. They have the best women's division in all of professional wrestling. I'm going to say this too. Might be controversial. It's my opinion though. I believe this run of NXT right now that we're in is the best that they've ever had in terms of quality women in one division. This is better than the Four Horsewomen, Ember Moon, Asuka, Kyrie Sane run, Shayna Baszler run in NXT. Let me know if you agree with that, you guys. Let me know. So we see backstage Santos Escobar argues with William Regal about how he is the rightful Cruiserweight champion before Raul and Joaquin go out there for their match against the Grizzly Young Veterans, which was coming up next. So Legado del Fantasma versus the Grizzly Young Veterans was up next. So Zach and Raul start off the match before LDF double-team James and send Zach out of the ring for two on James before MSK come out dressed as like space agents or whatever. Ashmos, I don't know. So LD, which looked ridiculous, but LDF then capitalized off the disqualify the distraction, excuse me, and Raul pins Zach with a roll up for the pin. Elgato Del Fantasma defeat the Grizzly Young Veterans. I mean, this is what I'm talking about: pointless matches on wrestling shows. This was pointless to me. But after the match, we've seen Branzango. Uh, they attack LDF, Logado del Fantasma, from behind, and MSK and Brizango celebrate in the ring. The NXT Tag Team Division has promise. They have Logado del Fantasma. They have the Grizzly Young Veterans. They have MSK. They have Brizango. You have the Foundation. You have Everrise. You have Imperium. You have Imperium. You have the Undisputed Era, and then you split them up. But they're still kind of together, sort of. You have them as well. They got people, man. They got people. They just got to solidify that NXT tag team division and make it how it was years ago when it was absolutely the top tier, the king of the tag team division. Also, you got Orny Lorcan and Danny Birch were the tag team champions. Bro, you got tag teams, man. NXT, you got to just capitalize on it, man, because it's staring you right in the face. It wants to return back to promise. Make it return back to promise, man. Match-wise, it was decent for what it was. Um, I'm tired of these disqualification matches on NXT and on the main roster. It's annoying. Give me a fucking winner and give me a loser, please. And let's just end it. I'm tired of the disqualification stuff, bro. Are you guys tired of it as well? Let me know. So after the match, Brizango, like I said, LDF are from behind and MSK and Brizango celebrate in the ring. Whatever. So backstage, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are interviewed before Io Shirai shows up. My bae, Io Shirai. So she shows up and says something to Raquel in Japanese, which I loved. Didn't understand what she said, but I loved it. And uh, before saying that she wants to face her for the title next. Raquel then tells Eel to be careful what she wishes for as we go to commercial. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Eel Shiraj challenging somebody? Now I get it. Before you guys come at me and say, Oh, Jordan, 
Io Shirai got attacked by Raquel multiple times. She has beef with Raquel. I know. I know she has beef. But why is Io challenging somebody? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Somebody challenging Io? I didn't like that. They're obviously teasing Raquel and Io. They might have it at TakeOver. I don't know. And if they do, I don't give a fuck who's facing Io Shirai. I don't care. Io Shirai needs to retain the women's championship. You have to find the right woman. And it needs to be the right time and the right situation. And the right location for Io Shirai to eventually lose the NXT Women's Championship. You see, Raquel Gonzalez has been beating the shit out of Io Shirai. Io Shirai at some point needs to act revenge and be successful at acting revenge against Raquel Gonzalez. I don't want Raquel Gonzalez to win the NXT Women's Championship. I'm going to say that right now. I don't want her to win the Women's Championship. Right now, I feel like it's too soon. She and Dakota Kanye to focus on the Tag Team Championships. That's what needs to happen. So, we get to the main event. The Nitty Gritty. This is for the NXT Championship. The champion Finn Balor, the Prince, versus Adam Cole. Baby. So, two run the ropes and knock each other over before exchanging side headlocks, side headlock takeovers, and Finn Balor dodges a super kick as we go to commercial with the two facing off. So uh, Adam Cole had to do the slap, right? The little slap. So, uh, yeah. It is what it is, man. It's just, it's unnecessary that Vince McMahon did that. It's unnecessary. That's been documented for years, man. Since eternity. I even heard a podcast on with Conan talking about how the slaps have been used for ages, man. So Vince McMahon really just ditching that is just petty move by Vince. But uh, it is what it is. It's this company. So we come back from the break to Finn Balor in control of Adam before Adam comes back with the inserters before Finn counters a Yushi Kuroshi into a reversal DDT 4-2 as we then go to another commercial break. So two commercial breaks in like five fucking minutes. I didn't like that. We come back to Adam in control as he hits in another Irushi Garoshi for a deep two count before Finn comes back with the shotgun dropkick before missing a coup de grace. Adam super kicks Finn Balor before locking in a crossface submission before Finn Balor gets to the bottom rope for the break and before Adam hits the last shot for near fall. Adam gets a near fall off a Panama Sunrise, which, in my opinion, that needs to be his finisher, the Panama Sunrise, before Finn sends Adam over the top rope and down onto the floor. Before Kyle O'Reilly comes down to the ring, Finn then hits Adam with the 1916 onto the floor before rolling him back inside the ring and finishing Adam with a coup de grace for the pin. And he retains his NXT championship. Holy shit. Was this match for the amount of time it's gotten? I want to see another match. Will that be now round four for these guys? I want to see another one with these guys. Great main event. Awesome stuff. Kyle O'Reilly is back. This guy's back, man. And I love it. Now... If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a long time now, you guys would know that I pitched an idea for Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly challenging for the NXT Championship. They have a personal feud dating back decades. You could take that, take what happened with them in NXT, put that all together. You have an iconic feud. Imagine adding the NXT Championship to that. Woo! Damn, I like it. I like it a lot, man. What a missed opportunity, bro. But you know what? It's all good, bro. It's all good because guess what happened afterwards, bro? So after the match, Kyla gets into the ring and attacks Adam Cole before they brawl at ringside and on the ramp before official stop Kyle for hitting a brain buster onto the steps. Kyle then beats on Adam on the ramp before Adam flees away and Kyla gives 
you know, a little chance before Finn turns around to find out Karrion Cross is in the middle of the ring. They have an iconic stare down before we go off the air. Wow. Listen, bro. Karrion Cross. He's coming after that fucking title. Karrion Cross. He wants his baby back. Finn Balor the Prince. You in trouble, son. You are in big trouble. So it looks like to me, the two big blockbuster main events for NXT. I believe night one is going to be Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Night two, obviously it's going to be Finn Balor and Karrion Cross for the NXT championship. Listen, that stare down was great. Karrion Cross, Santos Escobar was a filler feud. You can tell it was a filler feud. It felt like a filler feud. It was a filler feud. He wants his title back. The Prince has been dominating for a long time. Does Karrion Cross lose, though? Because check this, all right? I don't think Finn Balor should lose. I don't think Finn Balor should lose. I really don't. I believe he needs to hold the title even longer. Because guess what? When he eventually loses, it's going to mean that more important. You see, Karen Cross is a tweener. He's not a face. He's not a heel. He's a tweener. People love Karrion Cross. I love Karrion Cross. I believe you guys love Karrion Cross. We all love Karrion Cross. But at the same time, you guys love Finn Balor. I love Finn Balor. Finn Balor is doing the best work of his fucking career. And I'm speaking facts. That's what I do on the podcast. I speak facts. With a little dose of creativity with it, bro. Finn Balor has been doing the best work of his entire career in WWE on NXT. This run of NXT. Even his first run of NXT was iconic. I just believe this run is a little bit better than the first one. Karrion Cross needs to go on the main roster immediately after WrestleMania. He does not need the NXT championship. He is main roster ready. He and Scarlett are main roster ready. Now, are they main roster bound? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they don't need the NXT championship. I'm going to say that they are going to go up to the main roster. And I'm going to be saying that Finn Balor is going to beat Karrion Cross because of... That's the question. How is Finn Balor going to defeat Karrion Cross? Is Finn Balor going to beat Karrion Cross clean? Absolutely not. He's going to have to cheat in some way, shape, or form to ultimately defeat Karrion Cross. Now, how does he do that? I don't know. We'll get to that bridge. We'll get to that convo as we lead towards NXT TakeOver. That's going to be one of the matches for NXT TakeOver. The other big main event, I believe, on night one will be Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly returned, got a big pop from the crowd, and it felt like a big deal. It felt like a big deal. The love and hate and the storytelling, bro. I love storytelling so much, you guys. It's not even funny. Storytelling to me is so important for me as a viewer to get invested. There's no story, guys. It's hard for anybody, I believe, to get invested. You guys can say anything you want. Oh, but they're going to deliver in the match. I'm with you guys. They will deliver. But if the storytelling is not there, the character development's not there, then it's pretty much half, excuse me, half of the story is written out. Now, I want the full story. I want the storytelling, and I want the match to deliver. The match is going to deliver. But is the storytelling going to deliver? And I'm here to tell you, yes, it will. Because they have story, they have history, and it's been well documented. Let's go. Let's do it, bro. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Now, NXT being two nights, I'm not a fan of it. 
the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships being introduced. I'm not a fan of it. Overall, though, as an episode of NXT, man, this was a great episode, man. Really enjoyed it. I heard edit, I heard um, AEW killed it tonight, so I'll definitely tune in that tomorrow. Check out what happened. But uh, this was a great episode of NXT. It looked like they had a lot of uh, motivation tonight, and um, it really felt like that. You know, everything was hit all cylinders. The characters, the matches, the segments, everything flowed so well for NXT tonight. And um, I want to give them a round of applause because it was a great night of uh, wrestling on the black and gold brand. So that's all I got for you guys tonight on the wrestling takeover. This was your NXT review slash results. And I hope you guys enjoy what I brought to the table today. Now, if you guys missed my previous uh, podcast episode that I talked about on Tuesday in terms of Sasha Banks, I would love for you guys to check that out. And uh, let me hear you guys' thoughts on that. I got more podcasts to come talking about some of the most juiciest topics in around the world of pro wrestling. I got a lot of them I want to talk about. So I'm going to be doing that on uh, Friday. And um, that's about it. I mean, there's nothing really, you know, really going on in pro wrestling right now. You're going to get this NXT review. And then you're going to get Hot Topics on uh, Friday. And I believe that might be it for this week in pro wrestling talk on the wrestling takeover. So I'll let you guys know if I'm going to be coming up with another uh, wrestling uh, podcast other than the Hot Topics. If not, I will be seeing you guys next week for Monday Night Raw. I will be reviewing Monday Night Raw next week. Um, just this week, I kind of felt a little exhausted. I was tired, but I'll be back on the game next week for sure as we roll into fast lane and uh, we'll see what happens. So I appreciate all the love and support for the podcast. I'm seeing it slowly growing. I want to thank you guys very much. If you guys have an Instagram, follow the podcast on Instagram at the wrestling takeover. Follow me on Twitter at JT takeover. Make sure you guys go and please subscribe and follow on all podcast platforms. Whatever your podcast platform is and you have your favorite run, go follow and subscribe to it. Type in the wrestling takeover. It will pop up and hit a follow and hit a subscribe if one of the options are optional. I would really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the wrestling takeover tonight or tomorrow or wherever you want to listen to this NXT review. And um, I will see you guys next time. This is the Credit of King and I'm signing off. Y'all have a good night. Walk past our prayers, rewind, see that as one.